There we go. Is it working? Is everything working? Yeah. I think so. Ink Stud, CITR 101.9 FM. That was the Pixies. Caribou. Caribou who? Uh, my guest this week, live in the studio, because they are here to do an event at Lucky's tonight at 7 o'clock. Uh, Lucky's on Main Street between 23rd and 24th. I'm forgetting the address right now. I should have it memorized. I've been there enough times. Uh, <laughs> the guests are... Now, I forget how to pronounce your last name, Sophie. Yano. Yano. Okay. I just want to be like, Sophie, you know? Oh, you know, there's all, well, you know, yeah. just think, you know. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And people say, you know, on this show a lot. It <laughs> tends to be uh, a fallback phrase for uh, for interviewees, you know? <laughs> uh, and I have uh, Francois Samson Dunlop. Hello. Hello. And at the end there, Alexandra Fontaine Rousseau. Hi there. And, uh... You guys are all in town as part of a whirlwind comic book tour. What's the name of the Tumblr? Uh, ComicsRoadTrip.tumblr.com. Yeah. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> <laughs> and so uh, Alexandra and uh, Francois are from Montreal. Originally Montreal? No, we come from a small city near Ottawa that's called Aylmer. That's like on the French side of the, on the Quebec side of the Outaouais River. But we moved to Montreal, I think I moved like eight years ago, and Frank before that and Sophie you're originally from the Bay Area or Seattle uh, originally from the Bay Area I lived in Seattle for a little while last year but now I'm living in Montreal lovely Montreal well welcome to Vancouver you've uh, picked an odd day to be here we had rain in the morning and now it's looking nice out so hopefully it stays nice who knows um, so tell us about this event you guys are doing tonight as part of the comic book road trip Oh, well, uh, should I be the one talking about that? I mean, well, everyone's Sophie's. looking at you. Go for it. Yeah, well, uh, we're doing readings. Uh, Sophie is going to read stuff from her two volumes of In Situ, which is an amazing book she wrote about uh, Oakland and Montreal, and she'll probably talk about them <laughs> later. And uh, Francois and I are going to be doing a reading of, uh, in-character reading of a chapter from Pinkerton, a book we originally wrote in French, like, uh, almost a year ago, in which we've translated, we translated it uh, earlier this year for a TCAF. We wanted to have an excuse to go to TCAF, so we were like, well, we, we're going to bring books and they need to be in English, so let's translate this baby. And <laughs> Sophie helped us do it, and it was a great way to launch the Colossus Export line of uh, translated and or uh, originally English language comic books for Colossus, which is, uh, Colossus is, uh, it's been a while, it's been around for a while as a either wordless comics or uh, French comics and then Sophie just came to Montreal and was like let's make this international because that's how she rolls great great uh, breakdown there we also have guests oh we don't have any guests tonight. Not, not oh, no, tonight. No. Oh. <laughs> it's a shame because we had like this opening act like through, uh, all throughout the tours and you know let's not talk about the negatives Nah. <laughs> it's going to be awesome tonight at Lucky's. You're going to get more of us. You know, we're going to exactly. talk your ears off. And I, I know people that would like show up and specifically miss the opening acts. So you know, it's uh, it's all killer, no filler. Yeah. Well, the the, the opening so acts are all killer. So, all throughout the tour <laughs> and picked and local picked. acts. Yeah, I, I don't. Uh, I've lived. I've lived in Seattle. I've spent tons of time in Portland and I lived in the Bay Area for many years but I've never been to Vancouver before so I wasn't like oh my god my best friend who lives there that also does comics has to open for us I was like uh, I have no idea how far UBC is from North Vancouver and oh my god <laughs> like, where are we and where's the radio station we're gonna get lost <laughs> they, they literally showed up three minutes before uh <laughs> actually, we started late today, I should say. Um, but well, we were here for the duration of Caribou. <laughs> there we go. Yeah. Um, now, Caribou, that's been a little joke for the, the pair of you gentlemen today. Well, actually, the, it, it's, it's an inside joke for all people living in Quebec right now. Because last night, you know, there's a, an election coming in, September 4th. And last night was uh, the fourth uh, final day of the debate. And there was a funny crack about caribou, and everybody everybody in Quebec is doing jokes, uh, caribou jokes today. And Frank wanted to do a caribou comic, and he, he literally like spent 
hours trying to draw a caribou right which uh, he tried to inspire himself by listening to this song which is sort of tortured and manic in a way so he was like on the floor just fighting with his paper and, and then kind of eventually of... actually looked at a picture of an elk yeah that was a good call right there <laughs> and he was <laughs> he's like oh wait the antlers go the other direction yeah <laughs> I'm sorry <laughs> your friends are mean to you <laughs> And he's stuck with us in the car for so long. It's terrible. He's living hell right now. But he's the only one that can't drive the stick shift, so he, he has to put up yeah. with us. So when did you guys... How long have you been on tour? Um, well, the guys arrived in San Francisco on the 14th, but our first date was on the 17th in San Francisco, and then the next day in Berkeley, and then the day after that we drove to Portland, and then to Seattle, and... So we'll be going down, back down to Portland after Vancouver. Oh, okay, so you guys flew into San Fran and mm-hmm. then you're San gonna... Jose, actually. <laughs> yeah, I, and I, I picked them up. <laughs> Do you know the way to San Jose? Oh, well, she knew. <laughs> More or less. Sorry, I, th- that was a crime. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so what was the choice of kind of doing a, a tour in, in the West Coast? Like, you guys just want to see different parts of... Um, well, it started as a thing where I was coming back <clears throat> anyway, and uh, through a series of events, had a, a, an extra ticket. A person that was going to come couldn't, and uh, I was like, "Alex, you should totally come to the West Coast and, with me." And then it became, "Oh well, we could bring Frank along, and then we'd have a comic book road trip thing." Yeah, happening. I was like, "I was like, well, we could just, you know, have a really nice vacation and enjoy so the West thing. Coast, or we could just like." totally rush this thing and go crazy let's do that <laughs> and we, it's been pretty hardcore really i mean i'm gonna come back to work and i'm gonna be super tired people are gonna be like whoa you, that that doesn't seem like you had a vacation right there because well, which is it's fine not really a vacation. no it's not a vacation but, but it's fun and i it's my first time on the west coast so and i love it so far we've all we've only been to the good cities i guess and <laughs> yeah we didn't stop in reading or I don't even know where Redding is. That's all right. <laughs> is that in California? It's like Northern California. There's, you know, there's a stretch of California that's about six hours long where there's, I don't know, large fields of weed. Which, they're beautiful. I've been in Weed, California. <laughs> we, yes, we passed through there. <laughs> oh, that was too much of a Vancouver comment. Um, so why don't we talk a little bit about your books? Uh, first, I'm going to kind of yak with you guys about Pinkerton. Um a kind of working through someone's breakup, one of your breakups. Yeah, well, uh, I broke up with my, well, my my ex-girlfriend broke up with me, and then I had to write this book in like two weeks, and I didn't have a job, so I was like basically like in my apartment just writing and writing and writing and writing until four o'clock, and then I fall asleep, wake up afterwards, and continue continue writing, and then I arrived with my I I like scan pages that handwritten pages and I'd send them to Frank over email like overnight and then he'd wake up in the morning and be like oh yeah I have to draw that and supposedly my scanner like uh, parameters weren't that right so sometimes he had to decipher the words and it was really hard or something well he likes to complain a lot about this sort of stuff but I'm sure it's not that bad but anyway uh, yeah it was like a cathartic thing I needed to write a book at that moment and I knew that uh, Francois would be uh, willing to actually draw it in like two months because it's, it's it's a pretty big book it's to like do in two over months over 150 pages yeah and uh, yeah. yeah that's why you're too kind <laughs> Well, let's say the government uh, meant uh, kind of help to make that <laughs> book. Frank did not have a job either at the time. It's much easier to be making comics when you don't have a day job, really. Now, I, is this the first time you guys have collaborated, or has this have you guys collaborated for quite a while? Because um, you both came from the same small town, is that right? Yeah, but we didn't know each other back when we lived in the same small town. Frank is actually a little older than I am. And uh, we met uh, in a video store in uh, Montreal. We worked there for uh, like two or three years together. And uh, Frank, actually, for a while, he would like, we'd have like messenger conversations and he'd like copy and paste the conversations we were having. And then they'd end up in his comics. So at a, at a certain point, I was like, well, I want co-writing credits on these, and uh, I'm going to choose what you put in public. <laughs> <laughs> so 
So it, we've been doing this on the internet for a while. I'm Frank could talk about it a while. I, I don't know. <laughs> or not. Well, that's pretty much it. <laughs> <laughs> so did you, you've never drawn comics? You've strictly written on some? Uh, I, I will say that I've never drawn comics, although that is a sort of a lie. But uh, let's keep it at I only write scenarios, yeah. Yeah, ice cream. Ice cream. With Frank. Uh, I, I've done a few things with other people, and I'm working on stuff with other people. But and the, we, we did a fun thing. We were doing these uh, weekly uh, zines where we all just contributed a page or two for a while. I don't know. We did it for like 10 weeks, mm-hmm. yeah. like once a week. And then on the, was it the eighth one? Yeah, the eighth. The eighth one, we had Alex write scenarios for everybody who was participating. So we all drew them, which was really fun. Yeah, it's... Well, that that is actually available on our website if you're interested. I think there's and a few copies of that left, and they're super rare. <laughs> we did like 45 copies of those. And and yeah. what is the website? Collectioncolosse.com. Mm-hmm. And there's also a, there's an English tab for you guys, so <laughs> you don't have to go through that French thing. And but you'll have to read the the. the it's a good way to learn French because there are short stories, <laughs> and they have drawings. You know, comics have drawings. That's what separates them from normal books, right? <laughs> so for yourself, Frank, um, are you more comfortable working with a writer, or is it? Do you do your own comics as well? Well, when I do my own comics, it's pretty much in the absurd. And sometimes, uh, like, it makes absolutely no sense. So I like to have something that's more, um, how would you say, uh, like putting meat on the bones. And also that, let's say it's a dog with meat and bones. Well, it, it will have a, an actual head and it will, it will go somewhere. <laughs> the, the kind of comics I draw, they, I they're like meat dogs. Extended <laughs> metaphors with Frank. <laughs> It's funny because he makes those up as he's talking to you, and you're like, he's going somewhere with this, but he's not, and it's sort of... <laughs> Frank, like the no-headed dog, is going no, no. Yeah, yeah, so he needs a script even you, in Frank. his life. <laughs> like, when I do solo comics, it's automatic, it's like uh, automatic literature when you just... Imp- it's, not, it's more than improvisation. He's a dada poet yeah. <laughs> in comic form. That's very legitimate. Yeah, like the, 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 the whole Olipo thing and the... Yeah. I'm going to play a quick song break. Um, I'm going to play Lightning Bolt and we'll be right back. You're listening to CITR 101.9 FM.
And we're back. Inkstud CITR 101.9 FM. That was Drag to the Mountain from the very fine, talented Lightning Bolt featuring uh, our Comics Connection of the Day, uh, drummer Brian Chippendale, who uh, I had on the show a couple of years ago, and it was the oddest interview. We just, he forgot we were doing the interviews, and he was in a car, so he had to get out of the car, and he was in a dog park for the whole oh, thing. Oh, I listened to that interview. And he's like talking to dogs while we're talking. He's like, hey, what's going on, buddy? Hey. <laughs> Is there an archive of that? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> Um, but more importantly, enough talking about myself, is uh, Lightning Boat will be playing at the Fortune Sound Club on September 7th. Uh, and it is sure to be an excellent show. Uh, all of you have seen Lightning Boat. Or have you? Did you see them, Frank? Oh, yeah. Yeah. And uh, what kind of show was it? Was it good? Was it amazing? It was pretty good. Although, we did expect that the band was going to play on the floor and we would be circling the band like we saw in yeah. Europe and we we got a regular show I, I it, saw them in Seattle on the same tour and they were definitely on the floor he, in yeah. a basement in a secret club it was good yeah we had them at a local boring bar and they had to play on the stage but they were like they're, they're amazing live if you haven't seen them you should definitely and they have a new album that's coming out also That so that's probably why they're touring right now and there's a new Black Puss album too yeah which is even noisier <laughs> Even noisier. Uh, and you, Alex, you had an unfortunate incident at the last time you saw, or when you saw it. Oh, yeah, you want me to tell the story? It's pretty <laughs> awesome. <laughs> All right, so I, I basically, I was uh, headbanging my head off, I guess would be the right <laughs> way to say it. And uh, I actually ended up uh, flipping over the first row of uh, attendance uh, and uh, ended up with my head for almost an entire song in the bass drum. Uh, which was pretty pummeling as a general experience and my <laughs> eardrum never actually quite recovered from that and I actually like later on I actually went to a KG Ino show without uh, earplugs and that basically destroyed my right ear for the rest of my life well it's sort of, it's sort of functioning but it's not but it in was the morning I just need to <laughs> put it back on or something I'm <laughs> sorry I no, didn't realize it was that brutal no 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 it was, it yeah, was he's, right. he's expressing all the trauma over the air now mm-hmm. <laughs> It was great. I, I I don't regret anything. Yeah, well, let's say the KG I know show. I was there too, and that couldn't have helped. That was kind of a big mistake. I, I was sort of deaf for two days after that thing. <laughs> we were like the two guys without earplugs in like the first rows, and I was like, "This is very loud." Yeah. <laughs> Apparently, when uh, My Bloody Valentine played in Seattle, there was warnings. Just, we're telling you now, you need to wear earplugs just everywhere as you're walking in. They're handing out earplugs. Wow, that's that's very sweet. Yeah. <laughs> don't complain if you have hearing loss if you don't wear earplugs, basically. Yeah. I wish I saw them. <laughs> Sigh. <laughs> uh, just a reminder, I am talking to uh, Francois Dunlop, uh, Alexandra Rousseau, and uh, Sophie, I'm totally going to get your last name. I don't know why. What's it's, my problem with this? It's because, er, yeah, everybody misspells it and they put two N's in it when they've heard it before they've read it. So it's Yano. Yano. Yeah. Like Yanni. Okay. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and so, she's definitely into like sweet new age <laughs> stuff. Man, I love Yacht Rock. That's my favorite <laughs> subgenre. <laughs> Is that like music where the, the guy has to have long hair and a big open shirt? That's yeah. that's part of it. Uh, the, cool the, the open Coast. seas, yeah, the the, the coast, um, rum, <laughs> keys, smooth keys, good 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 melodies, <laughs> with feelings. Now, part of your road trip, you guys have gone record shopping. Any uh, amazing finds? My bag can't... I, I shouldn't be saying this on the air because I, I'm going to get busted by the borders when I go back home. <laughs> but yeah, amazing. Like, the record stores in San Francisco were great. Uh, in Berkeley, I found, like, four old Studio One reggae LPs from, like, originals, which I you don't find... You only find reissues and compilations. And the Berkeley Amoeba store had them all. We went to, uh, yesterday in Seattle, we went to this amazing record store called... Uh, Zion's Gate. Zion's Gate, which is owned by the gate uh, the guy from uh, Crucial Blast, which is a good metal label. And they have, like, an amazing punk and metal section. We bought, like, 
I bought like tons of Doomy stuff, which I don't. If, I I had never heard of them. He was like, "This is produced by the guy from Electric Wizard. You should definitely get that if you like slow." Yeah, heavy he had like stuff. he had like three adjectives to describe everything. He was like, "Oh, that one's really heavy. Oh, that one's really slow." And it was just like, <laughs> however he however he inflected was like. Yeah. It's almost like he was replicating the music. Yeah, and and if he if he said like heavy, slow, and sludgy at the same time, I would be like, I'm buying that. Yeah, <laughs> it, it's got like old devilish the drawings on it. I'm totally buying that one. We got we got we both picked up uh, Wind Hand, which I guess is a yeah. a doomy uh, Seattle electric yeah. wizard sleepy kind of thing. Yeah, and he he told us like this is going out of print really soon. It's going to go up in value. You should. Totally pick that up. <laughs> that guy is really good at selling records. Yeah. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah. So with uh, Pinkerton, um, it's completely opposite music. Sensitive boy music. <laughs> I'm a sad guy. <laughs> I listen to all the heavy stuff to cover up the fact that I'm so emotional. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's basically like me trying to get over that part of my adolescent uh, teenage years i guess it's like it, we actually had this idea of like uh, two people getting over pinkerton like we were kicking that around for a while we were like yeah this could be but we had no actual storyline to it until i got dumped and i was like oh yeah that's the link the missing link the missing part it's like these are all songs about feeling miserable and uh it's sort of a an eye fidelity kind of thing too it could be Why is everyone looking at me that <laughs> way? I mean, yeah, I know, I know. I'm. <laughs> We have a webcam here, just watching you. Everyone online watching you. <laughs> really? <laughs> no. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I. No, it doesn't. It just goes into an office to make sure you're not stealing anything. I'm not stealing anything. <laughs> <laughs> so was this like for you, um, Frank? Like this topic was it of particular interest to you or was it just like a chance to work with your friend oh no uh, I'm everything that Alex says in that book could have happened to me or could have been said by me maybe in uh, a way that would have been le harder to understand <laughs> <laughs> undecipherable is the word he's looking yes. for <laughs> <laughs> but yeah I, it, this is, uh, this represents me as well as Alex yeah Yeah, well, it's funny because the characters are really loosely based on F Francois and I, and uh, and I mean very loosely, as in uh, quite, <laughs> quite seriously. Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, so basically, there are some things that Francois would actually say, and I would never like put what he actually said in the book, but I would like really use that as like a st st start-off point to just like that part where he's talking about making a documentary about ducks we were just like writing he was drawing and i was like writing and he was like yeah i should make a documentary about ducks and i was like that's a stupid idea <laughs> and then i just wrote like four page long diatribe on <laughs> making a documentary about dying ducks and colin stetson like uh, saxophone whales uh. do you still want to make the documentary about the ducks Well, the problem is if you read the book, there's we're talking about taking, uh, exploiting the, the NFB, the National Film Board, and that was written before the last federal budget, so that couldn't be made. We can't really exploit the NFB now since it's pretty much dying. <laughs> oh. Sad, sad truth. Yeah. <laughs> Moment of silence. Yeah. Welcome to Canada, Sophie. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I'm getting here for the, the end of the spoils. It's, yeah. I'm just gonna <laughs> hold myself back. Another minute of silence? <laughs> We can do like a, a, an hour long minute of silence. <laughs> it's it's like a uh, John Cage experiment or something. Yeah. Um, so, Sophie, your comics in situ. Yeah. Situ? Situ. Situ. Yeah. Uh, what, what is that title? It okay. Me. Yeah. Um, Explain. <laughs> in situ is it's Latin. It means like in place. Um, it's used in a lot of different. Uh, well, it's used in like science or architecture, um, and it has different meanings depending on the context. But for example, in architecture, it means to say to 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 build a house using the surrounding. Um, well, what's available to you? So to like build a house with the trees that are in the area. Um, And uh, yeah, I mean, I guess that just kind of 
the comics that I'm making are sort of they're journal comics, pseudo pseudo journal comics, um, and I'm just sort of trying to work with what's around me to make them. So <laughs> does that make sense? <laughs> no. Moving from, uh, <laughs> you said now, not no, right? <laughs> I said now. Yeah. It's my, it's my continuing the conversation. Right. You, you, the the books document your your move from San Francisco to Montreal. Kind mm-hmm. of not a direct documentation. It feels like more abstract. Yeah. In in a way, like I'm just wondering what what the function is for comics for you as far as like kind of using it to represent your experiences um it's definitely a a document um but it's not i i I don't know i don't really dig journal comics that are just or i I don't want to make journal comics that are like i brushed my teeth this morning and then i did i guess what happened is for a long time i was i was making or attempting to make more conventional comics and um while I was living in Seattle, I don't know, something about the rain, I started spending a lot of time in bookstores and I sort of rediscovered poetry and uh, it just sort of clicked as a writing style for me to to be less narrative or less like, yeah, I guess narrative. Um, and uh, I started doing this six panel grid thing to to be sort of a, a rhythm device and, and that's just kind of where it came out of just, yeah. I'm going to do a quick song break. We're going to listen to... What is this? What is this? The Ty Siegel band. Ty Siegel. Uh, that, he's, he released like two records this year, and there's another one coming. He always releases like tons of, tons of records. He's a friend from the guy from DOCs, so it's basically like really good garage stuff with a sort of a space rock edge to it. And that Slaughterhouse, the record that's taken from, that's one of my top records of this year. <laughs> Did you pick everything? No. Hey, I picked the lightning bolt. Okay. Thanks, Sophie.
wish we could have like sound like this throughout the whole interview, just playing behind us. Yeah, totally. <laughs> I have a good. Uh, we were talking about noise tapes earlier, and I have a good uh, Ron Rigi kind oh, of yeah. noise loop cassette he made. Very cool. Kind of sounds like this. I don't know if I could really. That people would probably kill me if I uh, <laughs> played that in the background. Well, we're we're not about being accessible here. <laughs> um, Inkstud, CITR 1.9 FM. I am talking to Francois Samson Dunlop. Um, I'm sorry. I'm totally butchering your name. You can laugh at me. Mock me. Go ahead. Everyone made fun of you. <laughs> your friends are mean to you. You're I'll, rubbing it in. <laughs> I'm just, I'm trying to be an ally. <laughs> Remember that time when your friends were mean to you, Frank? <laughs> That one, one time. That one time. <laughs> It'll be over soon. Uh, Alexandra Fontaine Rousseau and Sophie Yano. Close. Yeah, pretty good. Yano. Yano. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, don't say Yanni. <laughs> and uh, all three will be at Lucky's this evening from 7 o'clock till uh, whenever the beer runs out. Not that there will necessarily be beer there. There might be beer. Will there be beer? I don't you know. I am not going to comment on such. Um, I don't think there's going to be. Well, anyway. Brown bags. Let's move it's on. A drink your own beer before the event type of event. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's free. It's all ages. It's uh, yeah. And it is an all ages comic store. They have uh, lots of good kids books. And I like Lucky's. They're good friends. Um, and all of you will be doing a reading. I guess so. For the two of you who did the Pinkerton together, um, do you kind of read your roles that... Oh, oh yeah, absolutely. We, we play the comic in front of you. It's like live theater comic action. It's wonderful. You, you definitely need to come to Lucky's because it's great. Now, Sophie, <laughs> do you ever come in as like the voice of reason that they have in the book? Oh, maybe I should. Well, the, the chapter we chose to do is a chapter where there are only the two characters, so... Yeah, there's not really much for me to no. contribute other than ha- I, I definitely uh, heckle from the audience a little. Yeah, she, she knows all the, the jokes in advance, so she's like, yeah, that's my favorite part all the time. <laughs> oh, wait for this one. Wait for this one. <laughs> she's just like it's, it's going, it's going, yeah! poking people around and just like, listen to this, this is great. This, yeah. Well, if people ask for we could do like... Uh, a chapter where the voice of reason does exist. It's played by usually a male character, but we could improvise something around that. I don't know what we could possibly improvise. Well, we'd have to make another PowerPoint in the next few hours and we actually... That's not happening. (laughs) That's not happening. Now, uh, part of your trip, you've been telling me um, you've been kind of talking to folks about the importance of uh, Archie Comics in Quebec. Oh, yeah. And I'm curious about that. Oh, yeah. Archie Comics are very big in Quebec. It's... You can't get over like people read them all the time and it's not like just like toilet literature we read archie comics in a very serious fashion i mean we uh it's archie comics are like a a gateway to mainstream america's uh, subconscious really and we really like to decipher this sort of stuff we read into them we there are like great studies like based on like the relationship between the dollars and the archie comics really and riverdale is just middle america's like sort of uh, ultimate representation in comic land. And we're talking about like early early to mid early Archie's comics from the f- let's say from the mid 40s to early to, 70s to like early the, 70s. Like Dan DiCarlo. Yeah. Early early 70s is really interesting because the old uh, psychedelic counterculture seems to try to get in the Archie world and is not really uh, very well represented but it's there somewhere it's trying to creep in and there's actually uh, there's a great uh, zine called the uh, Galactic Zoo Dossier uh, which is from Chicago it's by this guy called the Plastic Crime Wave he has a band called Plastic Crime Wave Sound and he does like once a year or once every two years he does like this music and comics zine all by hand and uh, the last issue actually had uh, uh, an entire page devoted to countercultural and psychedelic uh, drawings in Archie comics so it's not just Quebec digging the Archie and, and actually, uh, it's such a big deal that uh, Obom has done a uh, yeah. sort of parody comic. Yeah, called Ashi, which is basically a, a way to say uh, not worth 
I don't know. Beep. It's Canada. You can. It's Canada. Oh yeah, it's Canada. Oh yeah. your discretion be advised. Well, Go ahead. All right. Well, Ashie uh, uh, means uh, not worth shit. So it's basically <laughs> these. Yeah, I know. I know. I'm, I'm just. I, I've been in America. I mean. I don't know. I don't remember the rules of reality I have anymore. to be here giving you the go-ahead. You're home. Yeah, you're yeah. home. <laughs> all right, all right. Don't worry. We'll get you poutine. All right. and, oh. <laughs> wow. Yeah, couldn't have done an interview without poutine. Yeah. The, oh, sorry. Did <laughs> no, I just no, ruin no. things? No, no, no. Hey, that's hey it's in the book, right? I mean, they can't yeah. complain, right? Well, yeah, actually, and, you and do actually, complain in the book. Yeah, <laughs> and, and poutine is basically like our little way of uh, actually giving uh, some props to Jughead. And yeah. Burgers thing. Say, yeah. yeah. Now, poutine... What's a really good poutine, if if one was to... Well, the french fries have to be, like, real french fries, none of that frozen crap. And uh, really, a good, good serious sauce. Like a thick sauce. fry, a thin fry? Uh, not a thin fry. You, you need a thick fry to sustain all the cheese and all the sauce, really. that's You need something to hold on. And this, the cheese has to be, like, real authentic curd, squeaky cheese. And it has the fresher, the better. And the brown sauce has to be real thick. If it isn't thick, I mean... What's the point? And you can uh, like that's traditional poutine. You can add stuff like there are many variations. Hot dogs, uh, hot dogs, sausages are right. I mean, it's sort of vulgar. I really like something called galvode, which is like uh, uh, green peas and chicken. So it's sort of like a poutine hot chicken in a way. And that's really, really something, actually. And then veggie like fried onions is there great. is there is vegetarian poutine available. Yeah. In Montreal, but actually no vegan poutine, which I was surprised. Well, the sauce is actually sort of uh, like brown gravy, crazy brown gravy. So you don't know what's going to be crazy gravy, crazy gravy and cheese. I mean, I mean, you can specially order the vegetarian sauce, which is what I do if I if I ever get poutine. But it's usually a wine sauce and it's not really good with the cheese curds. Yeah, and so. the cheese curds, I mean, the, the vegan cheese is just it's never going to get... It's not yeah. It's true. It's, it's not, not cheese. cheese. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, vegan. I'm taking this one away from you. No, no, no. I mean, try. I mean, I'm sure if you work for many years at making a great vegan poutine, you are going to get there. Don't despair. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Alex. Thanks. My pleasure. Um... We're kind of running down the hour. We have about 10 minutes left. Um, one of the things I was curious about, and you touched on a little bit in your work, and maybe I'm just going heavy here, is kind of looking at social movements and kind of how, for yourself, kind of comparing your experience or experiences of your friends in the Bay Area from what you saw in Montreal uh, with the casseroles. Yeah. Um, Montreal was... The whole casseroles thing is really interesting. I'm actually... I'm I'm working on a longer book now that that sort of stemmed out of um, the community organizing that started to take place in Montreal during the time that I was living there, and and it the book is actually going to be essentially about the difference between um, organizing in a city that's really dense versus organizing in an area of sprawl, um, and and I think that the organizing is is pretty different. Um, I didn't think when I arrived in Montreal that postering was such an important, vital thing for a city and for, for interacting with other people. But that's because I had been living in Oakland and it's so spread out. It's really hard to, to canvas all of Oakland. But then being in Montreal, I was like, oh, my God, this is actually functional. And, and when people would like come out for the casseroles, you know, they'd actually see a poster that you put up the next night and you knew they'd be out there. So... And the casseroles, I mean, I guess folks over here probably have some idea, but it's um, people would come out and kind of bang pans and pots in protest of uh, Law 78, which was uh, against um, manifesting or uh, demonstrating with over, well, eventually it was changed to what, over 50 people? Yeah, uh, it was uh, 50 people. And you had to notice the authorities of like what was going to be your itinerary. itinerary. Notify the authorities, yeah. yeah. Anyway, it was it, it's it's it. I don't. I shouldn't say that it was. It is a stupid law, although they changed the number. But it's really an awful, awful, awful law. It's like they're experimenting on how much rights and liberties they can actually take away from you without. Anyway, and well, and there's a, there's a pr- protest tradition in Quebec itself going back. It's kind of part of the culture there, from what I understand. Yeah, of course. Although we'd been sleeping 
for the last few years. And I think that this was like something where that was a moment where people remembered that it was actually a part of our culture. And I guess it's like being like inspired by the we, we uh, people still talk about the May 68 in France, in Quebec. May 68. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but it, it's, it sounds so much more romantic when it you does, say it does. May 68. As, and, you know, you remember that it's, it's in Paris and everything. Yeah. <laughs> great, great <laughs> movies being lights. made. Great. It's hard to yeah. it's hard to dig up the the bricks in San Jose and like uh, throw them at the cops. Easier in Paris. Yeah, but, but there's also all the you're talking about France, but we've been doing in Quebec a lot of uh, we've been like blocking uh tax um not tax uh, student fees height for like more than 30 years now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, but that's not a protest tradition. That's Well, it's been done by protesting. Yeah, 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 <laughs> There's definitely a strike tradition, which probably comes from the French culture, I imagine. I mean, over there, they have a big strike culture as well. We have, uh, our our uh, unions will probably have a little more uh, rights than the unions south of the border. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, one of the really neat things that I found really powerful looking from uh, coming out of that, just within comics, I don't know if any of you were involved in it, was that, that big, long kind of parade piece. Yeah, that was that was us. I mean, we, in our studio, we had everybody come out for an, an evening and draw all of oh, the, really? the characters. And Yeah, and uh, Vincent Gillard, who's, um, he's in France right now, but he... Uh, He basically put it all together to create that line of, of characters, but yeah. He actually injured his hand while doing that. It was so much cut and paste to do. So, and yeah. that, it's actually true. He, he, it's Jimmy Beaulieu had to finish it, I think, because yeah. he couldn't. And after the first evening, people would still send stuff over to Vincent, like constantly, because they were like, oh, I saw this and I want to be a part of it. Cause yeah, and we had, I don't know, we got like. 50,000 hits in the first few days. It was pretty, yeah, yeah, pretty it was, cool. It was pretty amazing. Like I found it really like really one of the more visually powerful comics images I'd seen in in quite a while and I look at a lot of comics. Yeah, that's well that's exciting. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of very great uh talents in Quebec and so. Yeah. Thanks for doing that, y'all. <laughs> Our pleasure. Yeah, brought me over. <laughs> Um, just a reminder, folks, uh, all three guests will be appearing at Lucky's Comics tonight from 7 o'clock till whenever. Uh, Lucky's is at Main and 23rd. Um, the books are Pinkerton by Francois Dunlop and Alexandra Rousseau, as well as In Situ um, from Sophie Yano. <laughs> I got it right. Yeah. Woo! Issues one and two. Mm-hmm. Um Thank you guys for making the trek up here to Canada. It's uh, <laughs> no. I'm well, wait. Sorry, you're from Quebec. You went down to America. Thanks for getting here. Yeah, yeah. There we go. We, I'm yeah. trying to do some kind of logistics. It's making no sense. We're happy to be here and glad we made it. <laughs> and I'm going to end us off with a cassette. No. Yeah, this has been a tape tour yeah, in the car. In the so. car. And uh, we don't actually know which side of the tape is going to be playing, but it's this amazing Portland punk tape, like 78 to 85, which, which it's called Doomtown PDX. And uh, we got it at Mississippi Records. They have a tape series. They're always... So you'll either hear the stiff noise with radiation or final warning with out of sight or out of mind. And any whistle is going to kick ass. There we go. Thank you guys so much for coming in. Thank you. Thank you.